recorded live and full of delicious burgers in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. This is So You Think You Can Danica. And welcome to So You Think You Can Danica. My name is Danica. And mine is not. It's Devin. Hello. Hi, Devin. Uh huh. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling good. Um, it's been a while since we did this. And it's true. It's been too long, but our November was hectic to say the least. Yes, our shared November. Uh, well, <laughs> was strong enough to waylay oxen on their way to the corral it was a rough it was a rough winter and it's and it's only just started we had to travel very far across the plains (laughs) i lost many oxen (laughs) yeah boy i'm glad that you took a very awkward (laughs) analogy that was maybe half formed and was just like no i'm gonna ride this just like an oxen yes (laughs) just like an oxen what's wrong with me i'm a speech pathologist (laughs) Just like an ox. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's all right. We're you good. You destroyed me a minute in. A minute in. I'm done. Right. We have to well, cancel it. We have to cancel the podcast. <laughs> well, goodbye, everyone. It was a good run. <laughs> we're, we're releasing this two-minute podcast. Um, okay. Well, while Danica, uh, while I give Danica a moment to compose herself. Um, Yes, welcome to So You Think You Can Danica, a show where normally uh, my friend Danica and I would talk about uh, So You Think You Can Dance. But it's November, um, which, to be fair, uh, last November we were still watching the most recent season of No you, So You Think You Can Dance, because I think we finished that maybe in... January? Oh, I think even later oh. than January. Oh, I think, okay, it might have been spring. Yeah, my yeah no, I, I do remember at one point seeing an ad for something that opened in August, and we're like, it's January. What are we doing? Um, yeah, we were bad. Hmm. Yeah, we're busy humans, and <laughs> but, so it's hard to it's hard to tap tamp us down. It's true, it is hard to tamp us down. But we we tamped each other down tonight because we are not talking about so you think you can dance. We are instead talking about the gay divorcee. Yay! Woo! From uh, 1934. 1934, The Gay Divorcee. Yeah. Uh, the first real starring picture uh, of, uh, of uh, Rogers and Astaire. Ah, uh, yes. Right. Yes. They were in, um, oh, something down in Rio with, Delar- with Dolores Del Rio, uh, I think a year or two earlier. But they were side characters who apparently stole the show, so then they... We're like, oh, you guys have to be a thing. And then then this movie happened. And then all the other movies. And then all the other 11, I think? Something along those lines. Yeah. No, they're they're just obviously amazing. Yes. Uh, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, that's why everyone knows their their names. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And even if you've never seen their movies, you generally know who they were in pop culture. Yeah. And thanks to thanks to Madonna. Oh, Madonna reference. I'm old. No, it's because it's one of her best songs. Oh, there you go. Also, yes, Vogue is great. Yeah. yeah. Vogue will never not be great. <laughs> I will be 95 and Vogue will still be amazing. It's true. Yeah. You'll be eating your cat food and you'll be like, mm, Vogue, you were so good. Thanks for assuming that I'm going to be really poor when I'm 95. No, no, no. We're all cat- going to be eating cat food. <laughs> okay. I'm not assuming you're going to be poor. I, I assume that if you are alive when you're 95, you have survived the global super apocalypse. <laughs> right. World War Three and four. Mm-hmm. We've got time. Yeah. We've got time for two. Uh, oh. Uh, anyway, let's let's talk about the 30s. Yeah. That isn't a relatable time right now. <laughs> no. My favorite part of like, oh, by the way, this is the 30s. My two favorite parts of this movie. And I know I'm jumping right in just to be like, Go for it. this is the 30s. They make... They make a uh, a hilarious reference to unions. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, uh, they reference the the crash. <laughs> like, and it's yeah. only been five years. That was weird. Yeah. Like, and the union comment was not subtle. No, it wasn't. It was poorly written and poorly delivered. Yeah, it's true. But enough about hilarious uh, f- capitalist fears. <laughs> uh. Oh boy. Let's talk about the plot. Let's talk about the plot. So, well, actually, let's not talk about the plot. Let's talk about the opening scene. Okay. 
All right. So we open with two dudes in Paris. We open with a dance number. That's true. We open with a bunch of women using finger puppets to dance. It was weird. It was very weird, but it did give us a great uh, a great callback later on. That is true. Okay. Um, I just, my first comment is dolls. Why are there dolls? Because <laughs> I have a weird thing about dolls. Fair enough. And it was just, I understand that uh, there were other people using the hand puppets, yeah. but this circle of women... Seemed very infantilizing. My, my, I didn't, I didn't, I honestly didn't see it as infantilizing. Mm. I, I saw it as a chance for you to look at the, at their legs. Like, I thought that that was just like, oh yeah, we're going to show them doing this cute little, and it's a cute gag and we can come back at it. But the way they filmed it was like, check out these games, fellas. <laughs> that was part of it. <laughs> it was a saucy bar. Yeah. Parisian bar. I don't know what kind of event it was because it seemed like it had a restaurant area. Yeah. And you could also get drinks, but then there were also ladies. Yeah, it's a floor show. So, mm. yeah. But yes, at the at the fa- at a fancy Paris restaurant, we meet uh, Egbert. Oh yeah, Hit, like I didn't clue into his name until halfway through the movie, and then I was like, <laughs> I refuse to believe this man's name is Egbert. At one point, you were like, I thought his name was Pinky. It was because it was because his dad calls him Pinky. Uh, but no, we meet, and of course, I say Egbert because I love Egbert. <laughs> but really, we meet Guy. Yes. Played by Fred Astaire. Yes. Uh, and his and his friend Egbert, played by Edward Everett Hardin. Who is a gem. And uh, uh, they are, they're dining out, uh, and then oh, no. it's time to pay the bill. He can't find his wallet. What? So Egbert? he asks Guy, and he can't find his wallet. Oh, no. They're going to have to wash dishes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Egbert straight up goes, I hear they make you wash dishes in Paris. Like, that is the worst <laughs> thing he could think of. And I was like, how rich are you? Egb- this this movie will answer that. Egbert is a man who is well into his 40s. Yep. Whose father will not let him practice law. <laughs> there is a lot to be said about Egbert in that single moment. Oh my god. I'm sure he's never even touched a dish. He's eaten off them. But he doesn't even get to the bottom because well, wait, I assume he's he's very rich, so he wastes food. Well also also haven't haven't you heard? The French cuisine must be terrible to scrub. Um <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of just garbage on the French people. I'm like, why are you in garbage on a lot of people? Oh, we'll we'll get to all the people, but they yeah. start with the French. Yes, it's true. But, uh, so, in order to, uh, but, like, it's like, well, clearly, if, if, uh, we could prove that he's the famous dancer, uh, mm-hmm. then we, of course, would not charge, uh, or, you know, have any problem with it. So then, Guy, who apparently hates his job, he says multiple times, he's like, I try not to think about my job. Ugh, why are you making me work? Like, he doesn't like his job. Yeah, we don't ever actually see him work. <laughs> we see him dance. Yes. Literally for his dinner right yeah, now. right now. Um, and later... For romance, mm-hmm. but never for actual money. Never working. But he mm. does not like it. You're right. He doesn't like it. No, he doesn't. Uh, and so we get the first real dance number. Oh, we totally skipped over the fact that Guy is a good finger puppet dancer. And oh, yes. Egbert is a terrible finger puppet dancer. There you go. I did like that part. Uh, but the first real dance number mm-hmm. uh, is the uh, uh, Don't Let It Bother You number. Where he has to dance to prove that he is the famous dancer and therefore not have to wash dishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re- uh, what did you think of that number? I thought it was nice. Yeah. I thought that it was nice that there was a tap uh, stage in the middle of the restaurant because they planned for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. They planned for dancers to not have money. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as dancers and artists <laughs> Again, sometimes don't have money. We may have established he may be the poorest person in this movie. <laughs> 100%. Other than the waiter. I think the waiter probably makes a better mm. wage than him. The waiter gets tips. Oh, oh, we'll talk about the waiter. The anyway, waiters. anyway. Oh, okay. Wait. Well, we're still we're not even at that waiter though. We're still in we're we're still in Paris. Yes, we are still in Paris. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, my favorite. Anyway, my favorite part about that number. Yeah. Uh, my two favorite parts is that he's dancing grumpily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's putting on a grumpy tap dance performance, especially at the beginning. I'm like, that's an interesting take. I've never seen someone grumpily tap dance. <laughs> uh, and in the first, like, five seconds, there's a false start to the dance. He's just like, mm, yeah, I'm not, 
let's do that again. And then he does the, the routine again. Yeah. yeah. He's, just, he's a good tap dancer. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I skipped a part where I just wrote fashion hijinks, so it definitely oh. skipped to the train scene. Like, I, I think I'm missing an entire scene. Oh, the ship montage! Boats! Oh, boats! <laughs> oh, right, right, right. I loved that, because I was just shouting boats at the movie. Yep. <laughs> boats! Ships! Ship, 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 ship. Anyway, uh, boats are great, you guys. Uh, don't go on them, because you'll die. That's true. Yeah. Uh, the ocean is just waiting to eat. The ocean, the ocean doesn't want us there. No, but it will take you down. Yes, it's true. It's true. Yes, there's a there's a montage of of boat and boats and faces of ladies and things you can do on boats. <laughs> um, which males include ladies? Oh, I'm saying ladies, comma, and things you can do on boats. Oh. I didn't say ladies and other things you could do on boats. I'm just okay. I don't know where you put your Oxford commas, but I put one. To the side to make it sexier. There you go. I always use the Oxford comma. I don't care. Oh don't no, care. I full, I full well it. use the Oxford comma, Absolutely. and everyone in their right mind should. But if it makes it sexier, I remove the Oxford comma. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there you go. Just there ain't a, if, uh, That's how you know Danica's flirting with you uh, through text. <laughs> the missing Oxford commas. Excuse me while I change into this sentence into something, something more comfortable. <laughs> nice. Remove the Oxford. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is why I was alone for so long. That's fair. I mean, I can totally see it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so alone. No, I'm not. I'm actually happily married it's now. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so not a train station at all. They are <laughs> off the boat because we forgot boat. it was a boat. It's a boat. How could you have forgotten? You yelled so many times, boat. I didn't write down that I yelled boat. <laughs> My favorite part is that... Uh, Full disclosure, uh, we take notes. Um, but when we were watching, when we were watching it, you're looking at your phone shouting boat, and I literally <laughs> thought you were typing the word boat as you were yelling it. I wasn't. <laughs> Cause I, I, I just put all caps, shit montage. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, love it. But yes, they fly, they, they take the boat back yeah. from France. To England, yes. uh, Edward 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 Horton gets to say my three favorite lines in the whole movie, <laughs> which are pale pink pajamas. Oh, pinky, <laughs> pinky! Uh, and then we are introduced to Hortense. Oh, she's delightfully intrusive. Uh, Alice Brady, I love Alice Brady in this. She's <laughs> so weird. I want to know more about her because her past life sounds saucy as hell <laughs> yeah she's been married at least three times and apparently it is implied that she's had at least one threesome oh yeah i suppose that's true that's true yeah um uh but yes and she also has the worst memory of all time and money to burn because she does not bring an itemized list of all the things she bought back from paris no no oh she's yeah no she's at both times extremely delightful and way too much yes yes i enjoy her Mm -hmm. uh but yes she's a lot and in real life i would not enjoy her so much no no very good character though yeah um so we meet her niece mimi yes played by (gasps) ginger rogers ginger rogers she's delightful she's delightful she's wearing an awesome patterned dress Mm -hmm. uh i think best outfit in the movie i think her pattern dress except maybe Mm. the gown during the continental at the end uh, mm. no, actually, that wasn't my favorite. No, oh, I will, I will be interested to see which one it was. All right. I, I will await it. <gasps> yes, you will. Yes. Um, but yes, uh, Mimi has to guard the suitcases while Hortense goes with the English, um, police slash customs agents. Yeah, I saw them as kind of more customs, but it was very official. Yes. Which was odd. Uh, um, and then of course, Hortense, uh, pulls Mimi's dress into the suitcase, promptly locks the suitcase, and walks away. Yes. So she is stuck there, very scandalously showing her knees. Yes. Knees and calves. Yes! Mm-hmm. Yes! There's some calf action there, and she is, like, freaking out. Yes. She keeps calling for the porter, and the porter is like, No, oh, Mom, I'm busy. I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. That is someone who's bad at his job. That's right. Because if there is a human being, they take over a priority... From the suitcase that you're pushing. That's right. That's right. 
That's just the way it goes. That's the service industry, my friend. I mean, you know, things are different in England. Maybe it's like one of those whole do you tip, do you not tip things. But, uh, yeah, uh, so the, the porters are useless. And But, you know, who walks by? A gentleman. A classy, classy gentleman. A predator. <laughs> oh, my a God. A stalker. The first half of this movie, <laughs> Fred Astaire's guy is a monster. And the first instance of that is right now. Yeah. Where he sees this poor woman trapped in a suitcase and goes, well, hello. Just, I mean, it's, it's shot very funny. Like, he's like, she's like, can you go get my aunt? Of course. You lead, like three steps, three steps away, three steps back, mm-hmm. three steps away, three steps back. And the camera just keeps following him. Like, it's well shot. But it's also just, it's the way he steals a, a, a peek at her sweet gams. Oh. It's kind of creepy. Yes. Um, and yeah, she just wants him to go call her aunt because she's trapped in this suitcase. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, would rather... Be a macho He-Man dude about it. Uh, so he's like, yeah, no problem. I once got a cat out of a fire hose or something like that. And then, <laughs> and then he, and then he attempts to, uh, unstick her from the suitcase, but he ends up ripping the dress. Yes, which is very rude of, of dress of, a dress of any length. Yes, but now it's, she can't possibly. She's lost the whole rear of her dress. Yeah. She can't be seen in public. Nope. So he gallantly. Uh-huh. After uh, the fact. Gives her, yeah, he, he destroys her dress, mm-hmm. gallantly loans her his coat, and then it's just mm-hmm. like, when do I get to see you again? Yeah, while trying to figure out where she lives so he can get his coat back. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, and she's just like, please, no, go away. Just. Mm. I'll send it back to you. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, folks, I don't know who out there is listening who has not seen this movie, but if you haven't seen this movie, this is the, uh, no, this is. The third least creepy he is in this movie. Oh, yeah. It gets worse. This is actually fairly innocent. Yeah. Um, It's just because she was trapped that it makes it scarier. Yeah. But wait, there's more. We'll get there. Um, So he's he's pining over her. That's right. For like weeks or at least days. I'm not sure. Yeah. Because that, that, that specific timeline is a little confusing. Yeah. I mean, let's say at least a week because she needs to, she's going to return his coat. She'll probably dry clean it because she's a fancy rich lady. Yeah. So about a week. Yeah. So he gets the coat back, but she doesn't leave a note because she doesn't want him contacting her. <laughs> she doesn't want to see him. And he doesn't understand that. You know who does understand it? His sassy gay best friend! Egbert gets it. Egbert's like, listen, she didn't give you her number when you left. Mm -hmm. She didn't leave you a note. She hasn't tried to contact you. She hasn't given you any sign that she is interested. You should probably just give up. And Fred Astaire's like, no! I will literally walk aimlessly around London, which is a very small town, as we all know. There's only three million women in London. (laughs) Like, even back then. And he walks around the city. First, before that, he does oh. do his, he does do the needle in a haystack dance. That is true. He throws clothes at his butler <laughs> and then dances around him. Rich, and then man, his... rich man throws clothes at servant is a portion of this dance number. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. a good dance number. No, like, it is good. It's very good. So effortless. Single shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danica gasped when he jumped over the couch. Because he didn't trip yeah. or fall. And he magically buttoned his coat and nobody saw it. I still don't know how. Yeah. I think the most impressive, honestly to me, the most impressive part is when, is just before that, when the waiter comes on and he gets the coat on in in time enough to do the jump over the yeah. thing. Like, that's all one take. No problem. First Sarah's got this. No, it's it's amazing. It's astounding. Yeah, Neil Haystack's good. Yeah, no, it's really good. I'm just uh, I'm just waiting for the class warfare to happen, but it doesn't. <laughs> so no worries there. Um, you're right. Okay, so now we're into the stalking. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so he literally like walks around town looking for this random blonde that he's met once. Mm-hmm. Cannot find her, 
And then he gets in his tiny wee baby car. Oh, it's the best. It's such a cute car. <laughs> it's so tiny. And then he's also just looking around, looking around, and a crash. <gasps> Who did he crash into? Was it Mimi? It was Mimi driving her car. What? Yeah. So so in the first meet cute, he tore her dress. And in the second meet cute, he rear-ended her when she was at a full and complete stop. Uh-huh. Because he couldn't be bothered to look in front of him. <laughs> Legally, whose fault is that? Fred Astaire's fault. Fred Astaire rear-ends woman. <laughs> His day has started off by abusing... The serpents, and then causing motor vehicle accidents. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I like Fred Astaire. I don't like Guy. No, Guy is trash. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and he gets even worse because when Chinder- when Mimi realizes, oh, wait, the dude who rented me is Guy, her response is, I would rather flee the scene of an accident <laughs> than be close to this dude. So she drives off. Mm-hmm. And she drives into the woods, which, as we all know, is places where you shouldn't go if you don't want to get murdered. <laughs> he follows her. <laughs> There's a car chase. There's a car chase in this movie for some... I was not expecting that. <laughs> I was so surprised. Yeah. There's um, a car chase. At one point, he pulls up beside her and says, pull over. And she says no. And then drives faster. And he's still driving after her. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, ah, oh, but she, cl- she clearly needs to give me a phone number. Oh. How, how can I possibly get her phone number if I stop chasing her? <laughs> so he keeps chasing her, and she thinks she's lost him, but what he's done is driven around in another weird side road. He mm-hmm. had... He had bought a road-closed sign because this is a premeditated murder. (laughs) We don't know that it's his road-closed sign yet. All we know is that she drives up to a road-closed sign and then he drives, he pulls out from his hiding spot and blocks her in. That is the most terrifying thing. (laughs) If it if if it was three hours later in the day, this movie would be a horror movie. It's brightly lit. That's the only thing that's keeping this from being horrifying. I kept waiting for him to murder her and eat her skin. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> I, but you knew this was a. No, I did. I yeah, did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will say. I will say the class. He does do the classy thing by bringing his portable bar, which I love. That he has a portable bar in the back of his tiny car. Just chock full of roofies. Listen, do you want do you want uh, a brandy Alexander? Perhaps a perhaps a chocolate flip or marriage? <laughs> what did you say? I feel like the I feel like the seventh or eighth sentence out of his mouth to this woman, maybe ninth after pull over, is <laughs> Will you marry me? Oh, but no, no, he's not moving too fast. No, no, no. And again, this is when I was just like, what is happening? Why? What? Like, I get, like, love at first sight and stuff, but this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And I don't blame Fred Astaire. I blame the writers and mm-hmm. also society. Yes. Men like Guy are why men grow up thinking that following women is romantic. It's yeah. movies like that. Oh, it 100% that encourage is. encourage it. It 100% is. And, uh, uh. You know, like, you can look at it from the other person's perspective of, uh, you can look at it from his perspective of, listen, like, I don't understand why she won't just give me a chance. I'm a really nice guy. And then you're like, oh, shoot, that's something that uh, a lot of people have said. Uh, and uh, they're super creeps. And uh, Fred Astaire is acting like a naive super creep all through this movie. Um, and there was a point where I was just like, he doesn't get it. And the one thing that, the one thing that she doesn't say is, you know, like, uh, I'm not interested in you. She never actually says that. She shouldn't need to. I know. She does I know. every other gesture. I know she oh, does. Do you want a woman's perspective? No, 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 no. Okay. What I'm saying is, yeah. that's the only thing that she doesn't say to stop him. So that's what it. That's what he needs. Oh. Ergo, that's what men need, right? Mm. Like men need affirmative no. 
oh, a lot of men don't get the hard no. They right? don't understand it. But, like, she doesn't even do the hard no, and I feel like that's why there's so many dudes who just, who need to be told no, as mm-hmm. opposed to, read all of these other cues, dude. Maybe <laughs> don't chase her down in a freaking forest. <laughs> like, that's, that's a big clue. That's a huge red flag. Good lord. Oh. But like he's, but he's the reason why he was just like, I thought you'd think it would be sweet. No, you're doing creepy stuff, Fred. Not Fred, guy. You're doing creepy stuff, Who's guy. Who's Fred? Esther. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I really don't want to make the mistake of saying Fred Astaire is a creep. No. Guy is a creep. Fred Astaire <laughs> is an actor portraying this creepy role. As you said Fred, and it was so, like, familial. And I was just like, whoa, is there a Fred that you know? Like, are you bringing... Bring your drama onto the podcast. You're Listen, like... I don't know a friend, but if he did, if I did know one, yeah. he knows what he did. Oh. Did your friend murder a girl in the forest? No. I can safely say I don't know anyone who has murdered a girl in the forest that I'm aware of. Okay, good. This is, I'm so... You know what? No, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm taking us to this horror this is I gotta say, this is a this is a weird turn for you, and I am I am ready for it. Let's bring this on. I mean who else can turn a Fresh and Ginger Rogers movie into a horror horror? Oh, you know, movie? Oh, well I did hear that this is that there was a this is the prequel to Saw. Where's No. Uh, I'm gonna just what's my My I will say I uh, one of the things Ah. Uh, uh, oh yes. So after after she, he chases her down, yeah. offers her a drink, offers uh, asks her to marry him. W- will only let her go when he forces her number upon forces his number upon mm-hmm. her, and then two people come up the closed road, and that's when you find out he's carrying a road closed sign around in the back of his car. Pre meditated it's so weird i will say i did i did enjoy uh, a good foundation for a relationship is always destroying the other person's property and then engaging them in high-speed chases <laughs> oh boy oh no um, um okay so my notes skip way forward to when the lawyer sets up the affair so we're gonna backtrack yeah yeah, for sure well and that basically is what happens right like yeah, yeah, yeah. uh the next scene is hortense and mimi at Egbert's office. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So I didn't. I didn't forward too much because no. sometimes I just like yeah, yeah. do my notes for like a sentence, but it's like chunk. Yeah. Not like detailed notes. Yeah. Um. So apparently this is a thing that lawyers do. I guess they they arrange divorces for rich women. Well, yeah, which entails uh their husbands finding them in bed with another man. Or at least in a clinch. Yeah, really. Like, having breakfast with another man. Oh, my. So, yeah. So, Hortense <laughs> is an old friend of Egbert's. Mm-hmm. And she's going to use Egbert, who's a practicing lawyer, who I, I'm convinced, like, is a secret want-to-be dancer. Because in this scene, he's he's still got his doll from yeah. the scene he's dancing. He's like, oh, maybe if I can teach my fingers to dance, maybe my whole body will dance one day. Um but yeah, then he's like, oh no, Hortense, oh no, I'm afraid of her because she 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 wants my my sweet, <laughs> sweet body. <laughs> yeah, we see that sweet bod later. It's eh, so, so sweet. Uh, but yes, Hortense is gaga for Egbert, and Egbert needs to arrange a divorce for me because we find out yes. that her husband is a lying, cheating, no good geometrist. <laughs> Geometrist. Geologist. Right, right. Geologist. <laughs> I love that they're just like... Oh, geometrist. No. Like, like, <laughs> like that's a job. That was never a job. Yeah. Uh, Egbert, and, Egbert and Hortense are not terribly bright. No, no. Uh, but yes. So in order to do that, mm-hmm. he's got to set up uh, uh, detectives to discover her in flagrante delicto with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he wants to get out of England. Yeah. To escape Hortense, who's coming at him like a freight train. Egbert <laughs> <laughs> just needs a man, okay? That's, like, he's... Maybe he needs to be left alone. Okay, you know, he might be ace, that's cool. Yeah. But I feel like gay. My guess is gay. Fair enough. I feel like, 
I feel like he's definitely, I mean, if we're really going to look into seriously the subtext of this movie for a second. Yeah, yeah He's very clearly the gay best friend, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I get yeah. it. It's, 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 um, it's an interesting that in this romantic comedy, it's the man who is the gay best friend. Mm. Not a lot of women with gay best friends. Nope. Uh, but yeah, like, well, but then you also have... I feel have... like, if anyone, Hortense is the bi best friend. Maybe. But yeah, in this way, you have the young couple and the older comedic couple. Um, there are other comedic roles. Uh, but yes, <clears throat> Egbert needs to escape London. Yes. So he's going to go to France and he's going to bring Guy with him mm-hmm. so that he can get Guy's mind off of Mimi. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't know... That the Mimi that he's repre- representing, he's trying to get divorced, is also the woman that uh, Guy is in love with. So they uh, so they go to Paris. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that, of course, Mimi brought Hortense along. So now they're all in Paris. <laughs> Hi, Jinx! Hi, Jinx! It's like, hmm, yep, this all checks out. All of this math works. Oh, so many things just clicked into place, and I was like, yes, yes, I was waiting for this, yes. Um, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yes. I uh, wrote down a Hortense line, and I just laughed at it. Fair enough. Uh, before that happens, yes. or before we find out that uh, Hortense uh, is, is along, we get Let's Canock Knees. It's so awkward. <laughs> it is my least favorite song. It's just yeah. weird and awkward and knees it is it is weird it's weird it is betty it is 17 year old betty grable coming on to edward everett horton see i Uh, knew there was like he was like twice her age probably oh for sure oh 100 percent. he's not 34 in that he might be three times her age wow yeah i didn't even think about that but he might be three times her age but i will say betty grable as a featured performer is you know, she's got charisma. She doesn't dance amazingly well, but she has like a moment of, of tap uh, there. Edward Everett Horton is like, I guess, sure. <laughs> yeah, he's trying. He's I'll, trying his best. You want me to dance? I will I will speak sing my way and kick a, a, a lady in the shins every once in a while. If that's <laughs> what you want. Um, there's a couple of cute moments. Uh, I did like the can-can where the two, where the ladies had the knees uh, linked. Yeah, that was interesting. And there were a lot of a lot of interesting dances. I don't like the song whatsoever. But yeah, that um, that part with uh, the the couple switched playing the piano, and then she just kicked him in the face. <laughs> yeah, because he because he touched her knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then the one where uh, uh, was it like the six women who all did the flip up on the circular oh, couch? How did they not kick each other in the head? <laughs> that was amazing. It was really good. I like, like. I mean, I can't even imagine rehearsal for that. There would have been so many like head wounds. Oh boy. Yep. At least one girl's going home. She's not making it through the academy. Oh. That's right. Uh, but my favorite, my favorite part of that is that Betty Grable is doing a tap routine, <laughs> and Fred Astaire walks in, and you, as a viewer of the movie, go, "Oh, well, Fred Astaire's going to dance with Betty Grable." But no, <laughs> Guy, I am convinced, Guy is jealous mm. that Egbert is getting attention from dancing. Oh, no. And, and he's like, what are you doing dancing? And then the song ends, and he berates him a little bit for dancing. Dancing is my thing. How dare you? Yeah, wow. Wow. Right? Guy is terrible. The first, the first, if you change Guy's character in the first half, the last half of the movie makes sense. Yeah. And no, you could easily better. do it. Yeah. Uh, but boy, oh boy. Like, Guy, I would say first... 45 minutes to an hour of the movie, Guy is basically like, well, you're lucky you're played by Fred Astaire because I'm holding on as hard as I can to this movie. Yep. No, it was it was the surrounding cast that oh, makes sure. this movie. Like, yes, Fred Astaire was Fred Astaire. But character-wise, it was everybody else. Absolutely. And speaking of everybody else, how about Eric Bloor as the waiter? Oh, my favorite waiter! <laughs> Tell us about the waiter. Every time he showed up, he was delightful, and he gave murder eyes. And I love it when people in the service industry and movies are like, you know what? I'm going to murder you right now, but I'm going to walk away and get your tea. So just let me come back with your tea, and I'm going to murder you some more. It's It's, so great. It's the weirdest. He's the weirdest comedy character, because there are moments of, 
I'm going to spit in your food. And then there are moments of, I really want to help you. And it's just like this weird <laughs> merge. Like when he's just like, I really do want to get you what you ordered, mm-hmm. but neither of us know what it is. Oh. Was it this? <laughs> he is trying so hard to read that man's mind and that, and, um, uh, Egbert was just being so stupid. Yeah. I would not have the patience to put up with that. I would have been like, do you, what do you want? Like, <laughs> I will come back. Yeah. I will give you time for your brain to click in. Yeah, well, he needs the tips, though. He lives on the tips. Uh, yeah, I know. It's the continent. I know. But anyway, I love him. Um, so at times he's doing that. At times he's just dancing with his tray of food. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. And other times he's just like... I'm part of the skit. <laughs> I'm part of this skit. I'm part of this now. Yeah. Yeah. And he is. And he is. we'll get to his uh, part in the oh, last so scene, right? So well, good. not the last scene, but the last chunk. Yeah. yeah. Where he, he changes everything. It's true. It's true. He, who would have thought that the waiter, the whole plot revolves around the waiter? But we'll get there. Um, so then Hortense and Mimi show up and Hortense is wearing the craziest outfit. She's got a <laughs> black fox and a weird, uh, like trapezoid shaped hat and a flower patterned dress with like gauntlets yes with gauntlets and the hat does not even remotely go with the outfit no it's so weird it's all over the place and the fact that she's wearing uh long gloves and fur Mm -hmm. over a short sleeve dress it is summer it is summer it's so weird And, and that's the one character well no i guess that's not true because both of the women characters are dressed so strangely because sometimes they're dressed super classy and sometimes they're like, in this case, like the, fo- the, the fox and the hat and the gloves and the short sleeve dress is a crazy choice. Mm. And then later, Ginger gets a bunch of ruffles. Oh my god. They flippin' love ruffles in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that must have been a 30s thing because there were so many ruffles. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... uh Oh, so many two two separate outfits with way too many ruffles, but Wait. we'll get there. Oh yes. Um. So then Edward Everett Horton um tells or sorry Ed, Egbert I should be saying Egbert Egbert uh says I've set this up. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna meet the 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 co-respondent. Yeah, that was a very interesting code the, name. Well, that's but that's what the person on the yeah. on the divorce paper would be called. He's the co-respondent. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I also think of foreign correspondent. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he'll introduce himself by saying this following code phrase. Which uh, I've stolen from my best friend, Guy. Chance is the fool's name for fate. And he likes it because Guy said it earlier. Yep. So I wonder if that's ever going to... Mm. Eh. And then Tanetti shows up. Do you have anything to say about Tanetti? Well, just that he's a delightful Italian stereotype. Oh, my God. He's awful. I mean, he's delightful. Like, he's a great character because he is a bumbling fool. And so he helps the comedy Mm -hmm. along. But, yeah, it's racist as all hell. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, it's, you know, he's he's the ethnic lover, uh, uh, effeminate and and, uh, just ridiculous. he, I would even argue that sometimes he just, like, brings the comedy to a halt at times. <laughs> um, I do not like Tanetti. It is definitely a uh, relic of the time. But Tanetti, there was a point in, it was just like, oh, Tanetti is what people think. Uh, um, the guy who did, Roberto Benini. Tanetti is what people think Roberto Benini is like all the time. People who don't like Roberto Benini, that's who they think he is. Oh, no. Right? Oh, no. You, oh, you missed my favorite Hortense oh, line. did I? What was the favorite Hortense line? Yeah, because um, Egbert says uh, something along the lines of, like, he's shocked that Hortense is there. And he's like, you can't have a clandestine affair with three people. And she goes, that's what you think. <laughs> and I love it uh, so much because it's so saucy for the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even just the implication in the 30s is just, like, mind-boggling. Yeah, it's, it is, it is a, it's a thing, right? Right? I feel like Hortense has had a sexy past. Oh yeah, absolutely she has. But only, only with her husbands and or people who know her husband. Yep. Well, 
No, you know, I'll take that back. I I would assume that her clandestine uh, affair with two people was with the husband and somebody else. But she could have gone with two people who weren't. She wasn't married to. She's an older lady. She's had the time. She sure has. Mm -hmm. She knows a lot. She knows how to get easy divorces real good. So like. Yep. Oh, Hortense. See, I need I need a movie about her. Um, yeah, she's fascinating. Anyway, so um, yes, we go back. We meet Lynetti. Um, where, okay, this is another character that they definitely coded as gay, but then he straight up goes, "What was his rhyme? Something something." Uh, you can trust your wife with Tonetti. Tonetti. He only likes spaghetti. He prefers spaghetti. Yes. And that was not subtle. And I was like, okay, I'm hearing you, movie. I'm hearing you. I'm listening. And that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. He also has a wife. I don't think that was his wife on the line. No, I do. I think that he is just the... Yeah, later on, later on, he calls his wife. And I do... No, no, I'm telling the people. Later on, he calls his wife. (laughs) The people. The people. The person. I'm telling the person. <laughs> You're um, telling Brandon when you eventually yeah, yeah. make him listen to this. That's right. I'm telling Brandon. Brandon. Um, <laughs> l- later in the movie, Tanetti calls his wife, and it's very clear that uh, yeah. uh, his wife is having an affair. <laughs> very. I think everybody's just having affairs. No, Tanetti. Like, Hollywood movies is just... Everybody's casually having affairs. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Bumped the table. No worries. I, I love that... He is so daft that he's just like, yes, my nine-year-old son, his voice is already changing. And <laughs> literally everyone else in the room is like, girl, no. Yeah, well, you know, he's not super smart. But we have gotten ahead of ourselves. Sorry. That's okay. I was me who did it because <laughs> I talked about the, the wife. Um, but so while while Egbert is trying to tell Tanetti how to say uh, fate is the fool's name for chance. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh Guy runs into Mimi, and Ginger Rogers is wearing this weird ruffle thing. That's <laughs> oh, so weird. So many ruffles. Like, her ruffle throw, and then you're like, oh, we got rid of the ruffles. Oh, no, the ruffles are still there. Oh. They're on her They're on her biceps. Yeah. Right, right. Because, um, yeah, she had, a, like, a shawl thing that was just all ruffles. Yeah. And then she had a really nice dress on. But then she had armbands, which Arm didn't ruffles. appear to be connected to the dress. Yeah. Now, I loved the dress. Well, the dress is gorgeous. That is my favorite dress. Yes. Yeah, I would... I get that. I feel like the ruffles detract from, for, from it for me a little bit. She just took the armband off. Yeah, I guess. Because I was looking... The bottom ruffles during the dance... Oh, yes, absolutely. We'll about, yeah, yeah. ...are perfect because they're light and flowy. Yeah. And I loved watching her walk in them and swish, 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 swish. Yeah. And I get what they were trying to do, right? Like, the, yeah. the, the armband ruffles worked with the ruffle that was on the bodice, and it all kind of made, like, a little wave. Like, I get that. I just didn't like... I just didn't like that part. I spent most of the time looking at the bottom of the dress. Oh, absolutely. And watching it spin and twirl. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love watching her feet while she dances. That's right. Oh, so good. Uh, but yes, then we run into... Uh, <clears throat> we run into... Or she runs into Guy. Yes. And he uh, he's just like... Why won't you let me talk to you? And and then she's actually responding in a kind of positive way. Mm-hmm. In a, why won't you leave me alone? I do, you know, we did, like, I do have this weird attraction to you, but you really shouldn't be here. Not not the least of which is because you don't know, in her head, you don't know that I'm married. Yes. And if I was interested in you, this is, you wouldn't like it. So, like, you need to leave. But they don't because then... Mm. Possibly the best music number and the dance number in the movie? I would say yes. I like the Continental. I like parts of the Continental. Yeah, I, f- I do feel it's too long. It is a little long, and we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, yeah, Night and Day. Night and Day is sweet. I, I have positive um, emotions about the song already. Yeah. So admittedly, it was probably my favorite because I knew of it already. Mm-hmm. Or at least like the song, not the dance. But I did like the dance. I thought it was sweet. And yeah. I thought it was, like, finally the first time that he's not, like, treating her like a weird object. Yeah. And being predatory. Yeah. It's, it's, because he sings it first. And yeah. what I always, re- I'm always more interested in what, especially in that kind of a situation where someone is singing a song to the other person. I could watch the person who's singing or I could watch what the person who is being sung to is doing. Mm -hmm. And she's doing a really good job of actually playing off what he's saying in the lyrics. Mm. And they're, um, cause he's basically night and day. You're on my mind and all that kind of stuff. Right. 
and there's a part a part where she like really smiles and then remembers what's happening and looks down in a way and is really like sad i'm just like oh ginger rogers i love ginger rogers she's so good and i could not take my eyes off of her like i literally tried to watch fred astaire during that dance number and i couldn't (laughs) she's so good in that so good in it Mm -hmm. but then you find out or she she because he says yes the password yep because it's his password yep she thinks he's the guy who's here to break up the marriage and she's like no ugh Fine, meet me in my apartment at 10 p.m. And Fred basically just like, oh, my knees, weak in the knees. I'm about to the lady's apartment. Yes. Yeah. He's like, that was shockingly easy after all that. <laughs> I'm really getting in there. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't think that was going to happen. Did not. Uh, and then Hortense mm. uh, uh, is like, okay, everything's going to be fine. And then she, I, I do love this scene with Hortense and, uh, and uh, Guy. Uh, where he's like, wait, oh. wait, you know about what's happening? Of course I do. I'm the aunt. <laughs> oh, that I. OK, that's very strange. Why do you know about what's going to happen right now? And then my favorite Hortense line happens, which is uh, she's going to have a fresh start. Uh, she's sweeping away all the old clutter and you're the broom. And then she walks away <laughs> and he's just like, what? What? My favorite part was he when he asked her straight up, he's like, you know about this, yes. You're not going to be there, are you? <laughs> she goes, no. No, no, no. I wish, but no. <laughs> That's um, so weird. Oh, delightful. Um, Hortense leaves her niece in the company of a man who may or may not be a gigolo. <laughs> right. Because at this point, she realizes, well, she realizes what she thinks. Yeah. He's, oh, right. He's a yeah. Gigolo. Like. Yeah. Sorry, I skipped over something. Oh. Because she finds out, uh, because because Tanetti is wandering the ballroom, yeah. <laughs> saying in mangled English the phrase. Yeah. She puts two and two together. She's not sure if Tanetti's the gigolo or if Fred Astaire's the gigolo. So then she goes back and leaves her there, mm-hmm. forgets why she came back, and then needs to go find Egbert, and then forgets why she went to look for Egbert. Oh God. Yeah, no, I mean, Hortense is basically, uh, one of those, like, one of those, when people say, this movie would have been so much shorter if they had cell phones. This movie would have been so much shorter if Hortense remembered things. (laughs) If if Hortense had, like, a a notepad. Yes! That's literally all. tell Egbert this thing. Like, if she just went full on memento and tattooed everything. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine watching (laughs) this movie backwards? With framing devices of Hortense just tattooing things on her arm. So it starts as romance and it ends in the wood where you think he's going to kill her. Yes! (laughs) Yes! And then there's a couple more scenes. And then then at the beginning of the movie, at the end of the movie, it's two dudes who forgot their wallets at home. Did we just make this movie better? Oh, I don't know. We didn't. We didn't. We did not make it better, no. No. Um, Anyway, so... So then, so Egbert has to go back to London because he forgot to hire the detectives to discover Tanetti with Mimi. He sends Tanetti up. uh, Meanwhile, Mimi and Guy are kind of falling in love. And then he's like, no, you can't. Like, I'm going to stay here. I'm getting paid. You have to stay here. But then they start singing the Continental outside. (gasps) And no one can resist. The, the draw of the Continental. <laughs> it's the Continental. The Continental. The Continental. Um, which is a, which was a 19-minute musical number. Yep. Um, some of which is very good, and some of which is, why are you singing this to me? Yep. Uh, but yes, uh, they, they want to escape and go dance the Continental. Uh, so Fred Astaire cuts... Uh, uh, paper dancers out of paper and puts them on the rec- on the turntable. To fool Tanetti by casting shadows on the wall of paper dancers dancing. In the same circle. Over, over and over and over again. And he's like playing solitaire in the other room like, oh, those crazy kids. <laughs> well, I cannot blame them. They're dancing the Continental. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, can't, I should not have done that accent. I apologize. Um, uh, the I like Ginger's dress. The the I like I like the arm octopus less than the actual dress. Whatever she has on her shoulders is weird. 
Yeah, no, I don't like the arm things, because it seemed like, um, uh, what is it, that soft, felty yarn? Oh, yeah, You can yeah, buy, yeah, like, yeah. a chunky yarn, yeah. and it just, it looked really tacky. <sighs> I think it was supposed to be green. I'm not sure, because it was obviously black and white. Yeah. Um, but I liked the bottom. It was, mm-hmm. it was nice. Um, but yeah, the top was a mess. Yeah, the top's a mess. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. Your neighbors are... My neighbor has been making something upstairs uh, all day. Oh, okay. And for the past six years, there's always construction happening up there. I, when I move out, I am going to just like, just knock on his door or I'm going to knock on their door. And when they open the door, I'm going to be like, what have you been building? (laughs) I need to know. Tell me your secrets, except right. if they're murder, then I feel like you will murder me. Absolutely. I'm in a murder mood, Devin. <laughs> Clearly. Uh. This is a weird movie for us to watch tonight. Um, the Continental's 19 minutes long. Uh, <laughs> the opening Fred and Ginger uh, dance is very good. The I like a lot of the costume stuff that's happening when it's like yeah. the people dancing on all black and the people dancing on all white and then all the costumes and people are mixing it. I like that part a lot. Um, I could have... I could have done away with Tenetti's verse of the Continental and yeah. the other featured players verse of the Continental. Um. That was weird. Okay. So like first things first, Tenetti walks through the room that they were supposed to be in, <laughs> does not see the record player or any humans. And he goes, this is fine. So he goes out onto the balcony and he plays his concertina. And I'm like, okay, dude, no, stop whatever you're doing. Just stop now. Um, and then the blonde from the beach party earlier was back. Yeah, something was happening. Great gown. Yeah, very nice gown. Yeah. Odd arm positioning. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're both doing it, but this is a podcast. <laughs> yes, audio podcast. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, there were elbows everywhere. It was weird. Um, she had four elbows. It was weird. <laughs> they were everywhere. Four elbows. Uh, yeah. Um, no, it was just, it was okay, but at some point it just got tiresome, and, like, it stopped being impressive, and I just went, okay, they're flipping, that's great. Can we flipping move on? Yeah, and there there were parts that were, I didn't like the modern bathing suit um, part of it. I did like some of the flips, like, some of the flips were good, um, and I liked both of the parts where Fred and Ginger were dancing, uh, but yeah, it, it was long. Mm-hmm. It's impressive, but it is a little long. Yep. Also, winner of best song at the Academy Awards, 1934. Mm. Weird. Weird. Yeah. I feel like like they gave it because you were like, you made a 19-minute dance number. Here's your Academy Award. Probably. Um, But yes, then Tanetti discovers that they're out of the room. uh, And then the next scene is Tanetti and Fred Astaire. Tanetti lying on the couch and Fred Astaire sleeping in a chair. Um, and you find out that Fred has tied his and Tanetti's legs together. See, and I was expecting it to be the opposite. I did too. Because cause the whole point was, uh, for Tanetti was that they don't leave. Yes. But not to keep him. Yeah. He would he would stay anyway because he's under contract. Yeah, he wants to be he there. He wants to get paid. It's a, it's a weird, yeah. It would yeah. have been, it's a good rewrite. I think it makes more sense the other way around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then there is a crazy breakfast scene. Where the waiter is bringing them all breakfast, uh, and then they're worried that the waiter is the detectives, and Fred Astaire has to keep hiding, and then, um, and then uh, Hortense and uh, uh, Egbert come home, yeah, or come back, and they reveal a shocking secret. <gasps> They've brought Mimi's husband. <laughs> they brought Mimi's husband because Hortense couldn't remember. What she needed to tell him, and he couldn't find any detectives, so she recommended they bring her, her, her husband, her absentee husband, who they could track down in a night. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess he was just in London. Yeah. Like the whole thing about this guy is that he is not around. Yeah, he is not in London where they. Well, I mean, I guess they would live in America because they're it's American, and he didn't seem to be. English. Yeah. It was very confusing. Um, I don't even remember his name. He's the geologist. Yeah, he is, he's the geometrist. <laughs> he's the geometrist. So the geometrist shows up, and um, she's like, 
hold me, Tanetti. <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Lanetti. I know. I know you do. <laughs> it's so hard. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, my, actually, before, before the husband shows up, yeah. my favorite stupid joke is that Fred Astaire says to the waiter when they keep thinking that right. the waiter's the detective. It's like, you know, why don't you like make it a signal so that we know it's you? Something like this. And I'm like, so the secret knock is the knock everybody does. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Cool. This will only lead to good things. <laughs> and it did. And it did. And then he knocked three times and said, I hope I got the secret code right. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, but yeah, then yes, the geologist shows up. Yeah. Doesn't believe that Tanetti. So that's not good. And then no. so she goes to get she Guy. She gets Guy because she hid him in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Guy, kiss me. And he's like, all right. And then smooch. And then the her husband just laughs at her, which he's not a good person. Yeah, he does. He does make a guy look like a real catch. <laughs> well, yeah, comparatively. Yeah. At least she was pursued. Um, so, yeah, he laughs at her and he's like, no, I'm going to forgive you. Because I want your money. Yeah, he straight up just wants to live off her money forever. But then we find out when the waiter comes out of the bedroom. Because she also hid the waiter in the bedroom in there with Fred Astaire. <laughs> yes. Amazing. <laughs> uh, um, that the husband was having an affair at the same resort they had been at least three years earlier, mm-hmm. and possibly still, we don't know, but at least that three years ago. Yeah. Um, and he's like, what? You've never seen me before. <laughs> what? And they're just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, you were there with your wife, your French wife. And Ginger Rogers is like, ha ha, now I've got dirt on you. Get yeah. out of here, creepo. You're in flagrante. I'm not in flagrante. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, hooray, everyone. Uh, now uh, Fred is now, not Fred Astaire, now uh, Guy. Guy and uh, Mimi can get married. And they invite Tanetti and the waiter along. Because why not? Uh, and then the last scene is a reprise of the Continental where yep. they dance around uh, the room <laughs> with four with four boy bellmen. <laughs> yes, four suitcases. With child slaves. <laughs> with, with child employees I mean, of the hotel. <laughs> um, he Let's tips all of them. Like a penny. A penny or a franc or whatever. Let's hope they're summer interns. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then they dance around the apartment. Uh, mm. it, it Kind of an impressive little number, especially the, the, the side table business. Yeah, and they did it twice. Yeah. Perfectly. Wow. Yep. Perfectly. Yep. Uh, it's a nice little dance number. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, and as they're walking the, out. You have to tell it because it's so good. <laughs> so, uh, guy has come in with his hat, which is just a black cap that, uh, black um, top hat that we've seen throughout the movie. Yeah. And all of the four boys have a top hat with a band around it. Yes, that's the important thing. That is why I'm mentioning it. <laughs> um, on the way out, he has tossed his hat and coat to one of the kids. And on the way out, he grabs his coat and one of their hats. <laughs> and you were like, that hat is taller than it was mm-hmm. when he came in here. He stole one of those kids' hats. Yes, he did. He stole a child's hat. So, so yeah, I guess in the Memento version of the story. Uh, actually, in the Memento version of the story, it kind of starts off like a man and a woman and their Four and their and their uh, and their four nine-year-old kids. They're four nine-year-old kids, and then like someone gets a divorce, and then a terrifying chase through the woods. <laughs> it's a weird. Yeah, I'm enjoying this alternate cut. Yes. See, it just devolves into madness. It does. Uh, there you go. And that is our summary of the gay divorcee. There you go. Do you do you have any particular thoughts overall about the gay divorcee? Um, I liked how many people were actually gay in the gay divorcee. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, I liked how progressive it was for the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, it must have been very risque back then. I'm sure there was some comments. Well, uh, uh, part of uh, one of the reasons, uh, one of the. They had to change the name. The original name of the play is The Gay Divorce. Mm. Um, and so this is The Gay Divorcee. And so they changed the the title. And one of the rumors uh, about why they changed the title is that Fred Astaire said, uh, if you call it The Gay Divorcee, it's about a girl. Oh. The title of the movie is about a girl. Yeah. Right? 
Um, so that's why they made the change. There are other theories that the gay divorce sounds like a thing that the American censor was not a th- okay being on the screen. Like, no, no, no. Divorce is terrible. You don't want a fun divorce. Uh... A fun divorcee would be okay, but not a fun divorce. <laughs> How dare you? You can't have a fun divorce. <laughs> yes. No. This is, we're, we're literally censoring this movie. <laughs> so, you know, it could go either way. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, I would I would agree. There is definitely some progressive stuff, and I feel like I feel like at the time the adults watching that movie would know the code, right? Like this yes. is code for that, and this is code for that. A lot of the time, you would have the ineffectual. You would honestly often have the ineffectual um, foreign lover, as uh, that was how they coded a lot of the gay best friend from pre-code. Like mm. women, there would be an openly gay. Um, eligible bachelor or as openly gay as you could in one of those movies and it's very clear and then apparently that just gets rolled into the ineffectual lover that the hero takes the woman away from at the end oh right wow right because that's how they that's how they encoded it Mm -hmm. it's old old movies are weird old american movies are weird yep in a lot of ways um yeah absolutely i i like the movie a lot I did. I know oh, I was talking a lot of smack. Um, we have both talked a lot of smack about this Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire classic. Yes. And it is very good, but it is not flawless because no, no. it is a product of its time. Absolutely. And I think I feel that we should critique that as such. Absolutely. Even in jest. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, it's fun just to be like, well, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of great dance numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not as many... Like, big wowzers, uh, other than Night and Day, I think. Night and Day is probably yeah, the crown jewel. that's the best. Uh, I feel like, I feel like the Continental was just there to be long. Yeah. And long isn't always impressive. Yeah, it is a big show number, and I feel like that was back when they were still trying to be, like, here's yeah. what, like, you remember what it's like when the whole cast is on stage? Now imagine mm. the cat, the stage is as big as we want it to be, and we can afford to pay um, for uh, scale, 150 dancers. That is fair. Right? Like, I imagine that if it was a stage performance, yes, it would have been very impressive. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to see it through a technical perspective as well, because mm-hmm. editing back then was very difficult. So they, to have those quick edits, especially when the music sped up, was yeah. very impressive. Yeah. And I find that impressive, but I always... In old movies, and even modern movies, one of the reasons I don't like uh, Moulin Rouge is because they cut so much. You don't really see dancing. You just see move, 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 yeah. move, cut to the beat. It's abs- it's absolutely impressive editing to edit to the beat. Yep. And so there was parts where I was just like, oh, I'm impressed with this, but I'd rather just see them dance. I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, that was a technique I didn't expect. Oh, yeah, for sure. that old. Yeah, it's very MTV in a way. Oh, yeah. 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 To cut to the music in that way. Or very, um, uh, very, uh... Uh, uh, Looney Tunes and um, uh, Silly Symphonies as well, like to, oh, to cut yes, yes, to yes. music that way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that stuff's great. Um, tons of great character actors. Um, Ginger Rogers, God, she's so good. Yeah, she's amazing. I, I, I liked her better than Fred Astaire in this movie. Oh, I normally like Ginger Rogers better than Fred Astaire in most of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Top Hat, he's actually pretty great in Top Hat, um, even though Top Hat as a movie kind of doesn't have like tons of great dance movies and stuff, moves and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because that's really the first uh, uh, Rogers and Astaire movie too, right? Like this is the one. Yeah. They're like, oh, we need to make a bunch more of these. This was hugely popular. Um, I can see why. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So. Super fun. Uh, I guess, would you recommend this to people who like movies? Yes. Would you like, would you recommend this to people like dancing? Yes. I also would do both. Mm-hmm. Good. So we've gone from a movie that we would recommend to no one <laughs> to a movie we could recommend to everyone, at least who have the interest in these two things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, well, let's uh, mm-hmm. wrap this up. Thank you all for listening so much. Um, you can, uh, so you think you can, Danica doesn't have an online presence other than the website. And our Patreon. <laughs> our, no, invisible our pa- Patreon. Invisible Patreon. Please send us all your money. Um, no, uh, we have the hashtag. Oh, okay. Uh, 
S Y T Y C D. Annika? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got that far and then my brain went, you don't know how to spell your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh this hashtag is S Y T Y C D Annika. A N D A N I C A. There you go. Uh, um, so you can find that hashtag all over Twitter, all four <laughs> tweets that we've done. That's right. Um, but, you know, whatever. And you join in when you're listening, because actually that would be really cool to, to know that people are listening. That's right. Um, you heard it here first, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Get your act together. No, I'm kidding. Um, what is the website again? Uh, it's, uh, it is dot wordpress thank you yep. i forgot yeah. um you can find me on twitter at danica here d-a-n-i-c-a-h-e-r-e and you can find me on twitter if if you're still on twitter i mean god love you if you are because we're still holding on uh but it's uh doctor underscore teeth because i like the muppets yep. there you go and I assume we will talk to you next month with a Christmas oh, movie. A Christmas dance movie? Yes. Oh, that's going to... Oh, boy. I have some ideas, but I want to talk to you about that after we're recording. Well, very good. Excellent. Well, in order to get to that, I will present to you the traditional So You Think You Can Danica sign off. Oh, no. Oh, no. The laughter. Okay. Um. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So You Think You Can Danica is recorded by Danica LeBlanc and Devin R. Bruce and is produced by Devin R. Bruce and Danica LeBlanc. Our theme music is You Can Dance by Steve Combs, who has even more excellent pop music at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.